This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Today on the Online Enquirer podcast, we chat with the king in the north. It's Illini golf coach Mike Small joining us to talk about his dynasty. Illinois wins its eighth straight Big Ten championship, this time by 17 strokes in just a two-round weather-shortened tournament out at Galloway National Golf Club in New Jersey. The Illini flex their muscles in the Big Ten once again. They've now won 13 of the last 14 Big Ten championships. Well, remember the SNL skit when they said minimum eight Pete? For the Bulls and Michael Jordan, which would have been true uh, if, if Jordan probably wouldn't have retired. Um, well, Mike Small's got that in, in the Big Ten. It's a ridiculous run uh, for the Illini golf program. And, and Mike Small clearly is one of the best in the country at what he does. I think most people, I've seen some polls. That guy, Lance Ringler at Golf Week, has done a poll. And, you know, Mike Small's often mentioned as, you know, one of the best, if not the best, golf coach in the country, given what he's done at a northern program with the disadvantages of the weather here uh, at the Big Ten. But now you think of what Illinois golf has become, not only you know in the Big Ten, but nationally, making seven match plays um, during the last you know dozen years or whatever. That's number two in the country. Uh, obviously, haven't won that national championship quite yet, but they knocked on the door several times, and it's hard to win in match play. But you look at the facilities they now have are some of the best in the country. They have their own golf course now, an Atkins Golf Club. Uh, they've expanded Demergen facility. Uh, what they have outdoors, indoors, uh, it's absolute state of the art. So he's not only you know both a winner, but uh, you know he's gotten the investment he should from this Illini Athletics Department because they are rolling. And I'll say it myself: this team has the chance to be the team that wins the national championship. Now, when you get into match play, it's, it's a little bit of roll of the dice, but this team has stars. Adrian DeMonte Chassert uh, is one of the best Illini golfers of all time, one of the best Illini athletes of all time. Tommy Cool has risen into one of the best golfers in the country. Jackson Buchanan, the sophomore, looks like the next great star for Illinois golf. Matisse Bassard, SIU transfer, has been really good for them uh, this past year and just really consistent, something they lacked uh, at the back of their lineup last year. And Pearson Hunt's had some ups and downs as a junior, but... He's played pretty well the last couple tournaments. So uh, it's a team that is built to contend for a national championship. And I talked to Mike Small about that, why he thinks this team is capable of winning a Big Ten championship. Also talked to Mike about his team, about his fifth-year seniors, what makes them so good. Uh, but talk about the Big Ten dominance and what's led uh, to his program being so good. I'm always interested in talking to successful people and what makes them successful. Mike dives into that. And also talk about to Mike about, 
what he wants to accomplish, like what what is left to accomplish in Illinois, what he has as personal goals, and he gets into that as well. So it's always fantastic catching up with Mike Small, and I was happy he was able to give us some time uh, as he leads into the most important and most fun part of the year. So without further ado, coming up next on the Illini Inquirer podcast is Illini men's golf coach Mike Small. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What happy to have this guy on as we always are and happy to give us a few minutes of his time during the most important part of his season. It's 13-time Big Ten Coach of the Year, 13-time Big Ten Champion, pretty darn good golfer himself. It's Mike Small. Mike, thanks for joining me and thanks for the time. Thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate it. It's the most important time, but it's also the most fun time, too. That's right. And, and it's I know this team probably has been pretty fun, Mike. I mean, seven of 11 tournaments you guys have won. I know you knew this would be a good group, but but what's it been like to to see this through so far this season, to get that Big Ten championship, and especially in such an emphatic way? It has been a fun season. I mean, I knew we'd be good, we'd be better than last year. The guys all improved. They let, you know we were good last year too. We finished the season ranked 17th in the country. It's not like we had a bad year. We just didn't make it to the finals the finals for the first time in a long time, and that left a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth. And I knew they I knew they'd work hard and get better. And then when you add a, a player, you add a piece to the puzzle, um, added some depth, you knew we could be better. And then the first event of the year is Olympia Fields, which is one of the top events, top three or four fields in all of college golf. We finished second to Stanford. You knew something was up. And then we played pretty solid really most of the year after that. We played down to the level of our competition a couple times. And we've played up to the level of our competition a couple times. But I think we've worked on that and we've tried to get it to where we just hit our standard and play how we need to play every time, no matter who we play. And I think we've shown that the last few weeks. Well, Mike, 13 Big Ten championships, eight straight. I know this doesn't get old for you, being such a competitor, but I'm sure each is different. Uh, Does each bring a different feeling? And how does this one sit with you after sitting on it for a few days? It does. It does. They all bring different feelings. You know, they used to be 72 holes. Now they're 54 holes. So they're more of a sprint now. Back when it was 72, you know, generally the top teams just kind of eventually work their way to the top um, after after that many holes. But now it's 54, and it's it's more of a sprint, and that doesn't always happen as often. So as a coach, if you think you have a good team, you're always a little apprehensive that maybe you know somebody could sneak up there and play well and get you. And that's kind of the 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 the, um, the truth about a 54 hole event. And so as a coach, this week going into it, I knew we were the best team there. Um, I think everybody did too, but that didn't guarantee you anything in a 54-hole match, especially when you go to a new golf course and weather that was predicted to be horrible. And weather always equalizes everybody. It's hard to kind of separate and move away when you have bad weather. So 
yeah, I was a little apprehensive at times, but our guys played solid. And when you have depth, it kind of equalizes that that apprehension maybe a little bit. And I think that obviously that was a big part of it. Obviously, you wanted more depth. I mean, we, I talked with your your guys about that. They they just didn't feel like maybe the, they had the depth last year. So to add Matisse Bassard to see Jackson Buchanan kind of mm-hmm. you know reach the start to reach the potential that, that you thought he could reach when you recruited him. Um, and you know, Pearson Hunt, I know he's had some ups and downs, but he's kind of seemed to settle in as the season goes along. How, how do you feel about that depth going into the the part where you really need it to show up? Well, I feel good about it right now, but as you know, in golf, <laughs> you can never really, you never really count on it all the time. Um, you hope so. You prepare. You explain to them that nothing is guaranteed. Um, and golf is such a fleeting sport. I mean, anybody that plays it knows it can just come and go whenever you least expect it. And that's the world we live in. That's why you have to get really good, as good as you can be, so your downturns aren't as deep or your valleys aren't as deep as, as, as they used to be. And that's what you try to do. In, in this sport, in this level, and above, in professional golf, you got to have your bad days as good as can be. You know, who has the best bad? Who, who's bad is best? Usually determines who's there at the end of the year. Now, anybody can win any tournament in golf. You have guys that can come out of the out of the back back end of a tournament and win, and somebody least expected or least um, you know regarded can, can win any week. But over a course of a season, um, you look obviously at consistency and how good your bat is, and that's kind of what we tried to do. And you can't you can't fight the the, the, the odd weekends, but you can you can practice and train and prevent them from happening too often. Speaking of their bad being the best, I mean your two fifth year seniors or the two fifth year seniors been here the whole time with you, um, Adrian Dumont, Deschasser, sorry, and then Tommy Cool, of course. Um, I want to bring up those two guys, but let's start with Adrian. He's one of the most accomplished athletes that Illini Athletics has had. When you look at you know all the the awards he's won, three time Big Ten Player of the Year. Now, what's led to that success for Adrian? I think he's just a well rounded individual. He's very mature. He takes care of his business. He's probably been one of the most low maintenance players. <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> low maintenance players I've ever had. Hmm. Um, he's he gets his work done. He's he's not flashy. He's not um, you know he's he's not one of these guys that just kind of gets in there and kind of wastes time. He's just all business. And when that happens, you know, in life, you, you're going to have a better chance of success. And plus, you add that with some talent and some ability to uh, get better. He was good as a freshman. We knew that. Now I, I could tell he had the intangibles his first semester here that he was going to be good, but he wasn't polished. He needed to tighten things up and continue to improve and. And he's done that. And it's been a gradual climb. It hasn't been a, a meteoric climb or a very steep curve, maybe like Tommy's been the last couple of years, but it's been more gradual. And that's and that's that's his personality though. This 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 trend, this 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 his improvement curve matches his personality. Yeah. And then Tommy Cool, Morton kid, dreamed of playing for the University of Illinois. As you said, Mike, it's been more of a gradual climb. So what's led him to be one of the, you know, whether it's top twenty five, top fifteen, whatever rankings you look What's led him to that point? Tommy, you're talking about yeah, now? Tommy Cool. Yeah, he um he wants it so bad. He's a golf nerd to the hilt. I mean, he is um but at times he can go he can go full tilt too. I mean, he can get off the deep end and get really panicky and get really worried cuz he wants it so bad. So you got to calm him down um and get him more like Adrian, if you will, and a little more just I'll, I'll be okay. I'm fine. Confidence is inherent, strong confidence inside. He's gotten a lot more confidence cuz he sees how good he can play. 
but it needs to be more consistent. But his his rise this year has been probably the biggest key to our team is that his maturity and, and, and his results. I mean, he's, what, top 10 or 11 in golf stat, I think. Is, I don't know the exact number, but, I mean, he'll be an All-American, and he's deserved it. He's played that well to do that, and that's – when you put two guys like that on a team, that's – that's if you look at our teams in the past, we've been number one in the country a couple times going into the postseason, and we've had a duo or sometimes a trio that are really, really good. I think one year we had three or three All-Americans, but when you have two All-Americans, any team in the country has two – your chances go way up and that's you know that's what you have to have well mike you earned a number one seed in the ncaa regional you're going not too far uh eagle eye golf club in michigan uh, the elephant in the room is you guys missed the opportunity to get to the ncaa championships for the first time since 2007 but talking with tommy talking with adrian a couple weeks ago like you can tell that that that's fueling them um so how do you feel about like is that a good thing that they're thinking about that? Um, how do you keep that as a coach from being a, a negative or putting pressure on? Oh, I, th- I think it's a good thing. If you have a positive atmosphere and a culture that's accountable and tough-minded, I think it's good to, re- to be reminded of what some of your stumbles were and how that gets back in your craw a little bit and bothers you. Now, if you have a weak, fragile team that's kind of up and down and doesn't really have the substance to deal with it, I think you want to stay away from that. But when you got a team that's hungry and mature and kind of PO'd about last year um, and they have some confidence and they can flat out play, I don't think it's a problem to remind them once in a while. I think that's something that they need to be aware of. Well, Mike, uh, a clear and realistic goal of this team, uh, the standard you guys have set, is we want to win a national championship. What makes this team capable of contending for that? Well, I think we're just I, – I think I've talked about our average or our standard has gotten pretty good this spring. Um, that increases our chances. We still have to play hard every day and play poor, hungry, and determined every day like we haven't got anything yet and still searching it out. Our depth is, our depth is a big deal. Um, but you can't win the national championship now unless you get to the match play portion. Mm-hmm. And I saw an article this morning when I was when I was just hanging out here early that there's been, uh, I think the number one team in the country um, has had nine, I think Oklahoma State has nine trips to the match play. We're second in the history with seven, and um, Texas is second. But Oklahoma State's only won one, I think, in those nine. So it's it, it's not like we're unique in zero for seven. I mean, it's, it's just it's just how the the matchups happen, um, who you play, you know, because you're not reseeded. I think I think if you got reseeded after match play, based on your national rank, wherever you fit nationally, I think that would lead to a better national champion. But you're seeded based on how you played those three days that week or four days that week, and so seeding's a big deal. And then once you get the seeding, then you got to get the matches, the pairings good, uh, worked out. And that's always a crapshoot as well. And then they got to go out and play a game of golf, which is so fleeting. Uh, and, and an 18-hole match, when normally all year we're, we're deciding a winner after through 54 holes. Now we're deciding a winner through 18 holes in a whole different format. So it's just it's a different animal. Um, so I think to answer your question, we have the team to get to match play. And then we just got to ball it and – get after hard and, and 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 don't look back and then see what happens yeah i think you've talked about this before mike but i i get that the drama of match play is is unbelievable um mm-hmm. for, for people that want to watch golf but it's kind of like the ncaa tournament basketball that the system doesn't always award the, the best team over an entire it's season but it's very... but it's entertaining to get there because you probably you guys probably have a, ter- a a championship if if it's determined by stroke play i think Yes, well, we do. We we would have we would have the four rounds one year. We would have won it, yep. and uh, we would have had a national championship under the old format before, like eleven years ago. I think it changed or something. Um, but yeah, it's just just the way it is. Uh, people love watching. The Golf Channel wanted to come do college golf, and the only way Golf Channel would come televise college golf was if it was a match play format. So that's why we changed. TV changed us, changed the history of uh, 
the, the direction of the national finals. And I agree, it is better to watch. It's more fun. It brings people to the game. Uh, TV helps the coaches, helps the players and their brands when they move on. There's a lot of positives to it. But like the NCAA basketball tournament, it doesn't really identify the best team. That happens a lot in the NCAA basketball. Is it more fun to watch and exciting, the upsets? People love the upsets. But it's just not the most exact way. Right. And that's But that's the world we live in, and we got to figure out a way to do it. Mike, in the early 2000s when you're taking over this, I, I don't even think you could set something like an eight-peat as a goal. Like people would think you're insane. Um, but I'm fascinated by how successful people have success. So what approach – to just your job has led to success for you and Illinois golf? I get asked that a lot, and I don't really reflect on it a lot because I've been training myself to think in the present so much and not in the past. But it's like I'm trying to think how we do this, and I'm not a big planner. I'm not a big guy that sets these, these, these stages for practice and what we're doing this week and next week and then what we're doing next year and how we did it last year. I'm not a statistics guy. I go for my gut. Mm. I just go by my gut every day. I know where I want to be in the end. I know what kind of culture and what kind of vibe and what kind of energy I want around our program daily. And I kind of, I kind of just jump on, just change on, on, you know, in, in mid sentence and maybe do something different that keeps and maintains that vibe and that, that energy. And I think you expand that into the week and the month and then the semester and the year. And it's just kind of perpetuated itself for 20 years. And the kids do it. The kids have, the kids have grabbed on to the energy and the vibe of the program and they've embraced it and they haven't pushed back on it. And it's kind of just built itself and grown. And I've just done it by the way I was raised, by the way I was in the culture I grew up in, um, how, my experiences as a professional golfer getting to the PGA Tour. And a lot of it is my experiences of losing my card on the PGA Tour and what I wish I'd done differently. So those kind of guide me to where I want to go with the team every year. But I don't have a plan and a formula that says I need to do this and that and it's very structured and it's not analytical at all. It's just a free, free moving gut reaction to what happens daily. And I just trust my instincts and it's worked out well. And, um, you know, again, what, what I've thought when we want to, we had a five peak going earlier, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the thing. And I thought that was a lot. And then we were number, number five in the country. We got beat by Minnesota, I think in 2014, which is the only time we've lost in the last, what, 13 13 years, 14 years. Um, and we were five and they were like 70th in the country. So that always sticks back in my mind that you, know, you can get beat anytime, any place, you know, it's, it's a weird deal. Um, but then to go on and, and, and get a five peat again and now move it to eight, um, you can't plan on that stuff. You just got to trust in your instincts, trust who you are, trust in your players. You know, there are times when I want to micromanage. There are times when I want to worry about things and, and I think, though, this isn't going right. And sometimes you just got to sit back and say, you know what, I got to trust them. I got to trust the guys. I got to trust the process. I got to trust our culture to 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 come out on top, and then and, and then it'll end up okay. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting better at that, and I think that's something that we have to continue to keep doing. Mike, I've talked to you, I think, a little bit about this before, but I often get asked about it: um, how long Illinois can keep you? How long you want to do this? Um, so, is there anything else you want to do? Like, is, is there? Because I know professionally, you're really good, Mike. Um, just I'll leave that open-ended for you. Like what, 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 you know, what is left on your, your, I'm starting list? to think about that, Jeremy. I'm starting to really, th- yeah, at my age, I'm 57. I'm starting yeah. to think about that. You know, what's, I think when anybody, anybody hits the late fifties, sixties, you think about where your life is going to go. What, how much time do you have? You know, what do you want to do with certain things? And but right now I'm very happy, very comfortable right here doing what I'm doing. I mean, I 
hanging around 19 and 20 year olds every day keeps you closer to 19 and 20. Even though my age gets older every year and their stays the same, I still feel young, which is great. Um, and it's fun to win. It's fun to compete. Now, you know, and 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 we always guard against the downfalls. You know, that's why we had a stretch. You know, we, 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 we like we talked earlier. There's always we try to maintain that, and that's something that's very important to us. And as long as I'm enjoying that and enjoying um, the kids, and I think the kids are getting something from me and a benefit from our program, I'm I'm going to keep doing it. But if uh, if 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 I feel there's a there's a slack off or the kids aren't getting what they need, deserve or I can't relate to them anymore, then then you make a change. But there are other things I like to do. I'd like to maybe expand my horizon someday instead of just be a golf coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like to play. When I play two or three days in a row, I start getting into it again. And I and I really enjoy practicing and getting better because that's how I was, you know, that's, that, that's the core of my life as a professional golfer. And I still played while I've been coaching. So it's, it's helped me in my job. It's been a huge asset to be able to play while I coach. Those days are kind of getting smaller and smaller because the job is in, is is expanding, but also I'm getting older. But when I go play, I like it. Mm-hmm. But when, now, when I don't play for a day or two, and it goes, I cannot play again. It's <laughs> where I don't miss it. Mm-hmm. I can go a week, two weeks, three weeks. I don't miss it because I'm I'm so busy. But when I play again, I want to do it. So it's it's I, I'm gonna have to choose one of these days what I want to do right. and stick with it fully. But to answer your question, yeah, I think it's just human nature to think about what's coming next and. And what are you going to do? But I think a coach's heart and desire truly, truly lays or lies in: Are his players happy? Are his players getting benefit? Are they having success? And as long as that's happening, then I don't, you know, we're going to keep this thing rolling. Mike, last one I got for you. Uh, you know, Brett Bielma, Aaron Henry, Ryan Walters had to be so happy to see Devin Witherspoon go number five mm-hmm. in the draft, and those other guys get drafted and, and reach their professional dreams. So for you, like when you see Nick Hardy win a tournament, what, what is that moment like for you as a coach? Oh, it validates for him. I'm happy for him. Um, it validates all the work he put into it. He's worked hard, and this is something he's always wanted. I think he has a lot more wins in him. It's no different than when Thomas Peters won his first DP World event over in over in Europe. You know, the European Tour. He's won six of them since. And when I was in the Ryder Cup with with Thomas Peters, he had me go up to Hazeltine with him that week and be his his coach that week, and you know, be in, inside the locker room in the ropes just to see that and see him gravitate to the best players in the world and. And, and competing in a Ryder Cup as a coach makes you happy. It makes you it makes you feel like you've added some value to it. But since day one, I've always told these players, it's their career, it's their job, it's their it's their progress. It's not mine. And I'm not a coach that's going to sit and take a lot of credit for that. I I, I I don't want to do that. I think I think to a large extent, players make coaches more than coaches make players. And that's kind of the mentality I've had. Maybe that's why I relate well to the players because it's not all about what we do as a coach it's about what the players do and to see nick win he deserves it i mean he deserved a break he got it he capitalized on it now i think he's going to be able to continue to work and grow and i don't think he'll get complacent and fat and happy um with an exemption to your exemption i think he'll parlay it into something bigger and better and you know we've had a lot of guys have success on the pj tour even luke guthrie had success for five years and is fully vested and scott langley and all these guys and you know, when Brian Campbell got his PJ Tour card, that was a big deal. Uh, but to win on the PJ Tour is a whole nother, a whole nother level, and uh, couldn't be happier for him. And it's just something that I know he's wanted very badly. Well, Mike Small, Illini Golf continue their Big Ten dominance, and they start uh, the NCAA play here coming up uh, next week. Mike, always appreciate the time and insight, and good luck in the postseason. Likewise, Jeremy. I enjoy talking to you too, man. Thanks. Great stuff as always from Illinois men's golf coach Mike Small. Give some insight on his great team 
Uh, it has a ton of possibilities entering the postseason and great insight on and his thinking. Um, I found it interesting, you know, a guy that has so much success, like there's not like this 10 point presentation of what makes them successful or, you know, what, what his culture is. He just has a feel for what it is. And uh, each day, decides is what I want to do to keep it that way. Uh, I find that fascinating. There's, there's many different ways of having success, but uh, there's no no question Mike Small is having unbelievable success at Illinois, and uh, I think this team has the chance to be one of his best teams uh, in the NCAA postseason. So fun to watch as always, and spring season always seems like it's Illinois golf season. And, and shout out to the Illinois women's team. Uh, and Crystal Wang, what a year she's had. You know, they're moving on to NCAA regionals this week, so uh, fun to watch them, see if they can get to the NCAA championships uh, this time around as well. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Online Enquirer podcast. We'll do a basketball-featured podcast. Uh, Isaac Trier is going to join me, 24-7 sports, college basketball writer. He's going to join me to break down, you know, Illinois' offseason so far, and, wow, Hunter Dickinson goes to Kansas. Uh, that happened while I was talking to Mike Small. So not going to the Big Ten, uh, not going to Maryland, Spurns, Maryland for a second time. wonder how they feel about that with the uh, hometown kid. We'll talk all about that with Isaac Trotter on a podcast later on this week. And then I am heading out, my wife and I heading out on vacation, just the two of us for next week. So might be fewer pods, but uh, Derek Piper, Joy Wagner, if they got to jump on and, and do something, if there's breaking news, they will be here for that. But if there is a slight delay in our next podcast, that is the reason why. Need to reset, need to get away. Uh, the wife deserves my undying attention for a while after training camp football season basketball season portal season recruiting um happy to get away get some sun on my pasty white skin hopefully don't get burned too bad but uh and looking forward to six days away but until next time everybody have a great day take care of each other we'll talk to you next time right here on the online choir podcast bye everybody a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount+, Plus to try it free. Terms apply.